get them yet. Mm, that's the ones who made it for part one and two. If you didn't say amen, you probably wasn't here. But if you are here for one and two, you know already who you are in Christ, and it's just on. Uh, before we get into that, I do want to take a moment and say thank you for yesterday, for those who came out and uh, hung out with me for my 40th birthday party. I do appreciate that. Thank you very much. Gifts and cards were, were very sweet, and I, that, that means a lot to me. I appreciate it. I do want to say thank you to Miss Donna and uh, Jonathan and Pastor Steve, these guys who really worked hard to make this happen. They started to found out back in February. I didn't know I was worth all that, but thank you, man. That is, that is, that is so wonderful, and I do appreciate uh, what you did there, but there was, um, was a whole lot of lying went on in our church <laughs> over the last several months, and uh, as pastors, you, you, you try to, you know, you want to preach things to fill the altars up. Man, that usually how it works as a pastor. So I knew today I could just preach online and this place would be slam full, man. <laughs> Revival would break out. But uh, we, do, we do thank you for, for what you did. And uh, I, I made a connection. There's those guys who are really heavy involved with what went on yesterday. It came from our student ministries department. So if you have young people in our student department, really pray for that ministry because... Uh, <laughs> Something going on there. There's a lying spirit in that place. But no, no, God's doing some, some cool things there. But thank you guys again. I did learn this, though. We have a confidential church. Son. You get 200 people together and know about something and, then, and nobody tell the pastor. That don't, that's just, there's some confidentiality in our church. And, man, that is cool. You don't find that in most churches. So if you are looking for a church, I would come just for that because normally whatever you say, it's going to be pium, 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 pium. It's going to go everywhere. So we find out these guys are very confidential. They keep things down. So uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a plus. That's a blessing. So, uh, again, thank you. It was very special. It made me feel good. So uh, I appreciate that. I don't usually take time to do this either, but I got to say this. Um, uh, preschool ministry is just kicking. Dude, I'm telling you, man, it is on back there. If you go down and take a lift, uh, there's some, some stuff going on in our preschool ministry. It's exploding, man. There, the church is growing, and there's just all of that comes, some, some little feet running around everywhere. And so that ministry is growing. And how many knows you've got to have some people to help minister to all those little feet? And those little hands. And so uh, I want to say this from the stage and take time as your pastor to impart to you today the importance of getting connected to a ministry like that. Pastor Kerry, Brother Kerry, you said something about sowing and reaping earlier that was awesome. I mean, that is so true. We have to understand that even in that area, what we sow into those little kids, it will be what we reap later on. So we're not just sowing babysitting. We ain't just sowing a video. We ain't just sowing just a CD and, and just hang out. We got to go further than that. So we want to sow some word and get it put in those little, little lives that are in there. So if you're not connected to a ministry yet, I would say raise your hand and then everybody had their hand raised. You are now appointed to do that. But, uh, but you really need to pray and think about getting connected to that ministry, which is great. We're revamping some things there because of the growth and got some new curriculum just come in and getting ready to have some training to go with that. And it's just going to be awesome. It's just, just going to be great. So you need to get plugged in and be a part of that ministry in some way. So, you know, I don't usually make those plugs from here, but I will because it's very important. So uh, if, you, if you need to find a place to serve, get connected, that'd be a great place to start. And um, we'll help equip you. That's a big deal. Some people say, well, I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Well, but we'll help you. We'll help equip you and, and prepare you for what you're going to ex experience back there. So uh, <laughs> you'll experience some things back there. So, uh, it's, it, but it'll be great. It'll be an exciting time. So, again, think very serious about that. Pray about it. And, um, and I believe God will bless you for being a part of that ministry. I really believe that. I wouldn't say it, but uh, I believe he would do that. So who's ready for some word today? Amen. Oh, that was weak. Who's ready for some word? Who's ready to go home? 
Okay. Hey! Right, who's ready for some word today? Amen. 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 If you got your Bible, hold it up real quick, real high, real fast. A lot of word, a lot of swords in the house. Amen. I like that. That is awesome. That is awesome. If you don't have a sword, we'll put one in your hands. We want you to be equipped for the battle. Be prepared. And if you do have it, turn me to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Whew. As you turn there, we're going to pray in just a moment. And when we pray, let's pray for Pastor Ralph and the African uh, mission team that is ministering uh, there in this, this other country today um, in Congo and some different places. And uh, just, um, just remember them. I want to pray specifically for them when we take a moment to pray here in just a, just a, just a minute. So Romans chapter 5, verse 19. When you got it, say amen. Amen. Let's do this and lead it together. If you don't have a Bible, it'll be on the screen. Make it real easy for you. Verse 19, it says this, For as by one man's disobedience, that dis right there is, is very important. That changes everything. That, that's three letters, changes everything. But by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's, that's capital M, in case you was wondering, one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Hmm, Brother Kerry, that's a good word right there, isn't it? Many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, son. Hmm. How many knows I'm just happy just because of the word. I ain't got to preach myself happy. I'm happy just because of this. That the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much Dad, that make you smack your mom. That's good. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, thank you for the word. Thank you for grace. We do not deserve it. Can't earn it. Can't do anything, Father, to receive it by our own strength. But God, you've prepared this for us. You've provided grace for us. Lord, you've made us today righteous if we're in you. And today, get it. Let us today get a picture, just a glimpse just a snapshot today of who we are in Christ, who you've made us to be, God. And we just pray that today, God, those who are struggling with any insecurity, any areas of weakness in this area, God, today, let strength come to them. Let faith come to every person in this place. Let the spirit of faith just rise up in our hearts. And today, God, we pray for Pastor Ralph, for this team in this area of, of, of Africa that are ministering in this area. We pray now provision for them, protection over them, God, as they go into the different types of environments, God. Let the revelation of God be so real and so easy to preach for them, Lord. Let it be so easy to minister in this place, God. Let there be no barriers. Let the language not be an issue, God. Let this true spirit of God <clears throat> rise up in their hearts and in their lives. And God, I pray, God, for fruit. God, we've sown into that ministry. We've sown into those lives. We pray, God, for harvest to be reaped in there, in that place. And God, we thank you for what you're going to do there. You'll even do here. And we give you thanks for it now. Praise in the name of Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Wow. We're in this series called Who Am I? And I tell you, it is a question that everybody in this room has to answer at some point. There has to be a place in your life. There has to be a time where you look in the mirror and this question is asked. And then not even just have to ask it, but you have to be able to answer the question. You have to be able to answer it. And, we, and, we, and we've talked about the importance that it starts with your salvation experience. It starts with you coming to know Christ. So there should be a place in a moment where you can trace that back. 
when you accepted Christ into your life, you, you now became the righteousness of God because of what He did for you. You know that that moment happens. So you're able to answer that. The question is, who am I? And now the answer becomes, I know who I am. I'm a believer. I'm a part of the body of Christ. And so today, if you're in this place and you've never made that declaration, you never made that, that, that choice to, to follow Christ, today's the day to start that. Amen? This is your time. I believe he set you up for this moment. So he's put you in this place. But I believe that through this series, before it's all said and done, you're going to know who you are in Christ. Mm, I'm telling you, you're going to know who you are. It's not going to be a Milli Vanilli <laughs> follower. And so if you was here, wasn't here two weeks ago, you just missed a... You didn't know your pastor can move like that, sing like that. But uh, there ain't going to be no Milli Vanilli uh, followers, no believers. This is, this is so, a, a person where you know who you are in Christ. We're going to know that. Not a, not a swan makeover. Not, a, not an extreme makeover, but a, a, a nudist in Christ to where the old passes and moves away and is gone. And now the new life that the Message Bible says virgins, it comes up on the inside of you. And it is an amazing thing. I, I, I was thinking about the illustration I shared the other day about extreme makeover. And it really, it is more like the extreme home makeover edition. You know what I'm talking about? Where they say extreme makeover, they don't make over that house. You know what I'm talking about? If you've ever seen that, Ty gets the, the video camera out and they get the dynamite, <laughs> They blow that thing up. They bring the scrapers in and the bulldozers, and they just wipe that thing out, and it's gone. They start over new. And that's how it is for Christ. When we come to him, wow, man, all the mess, all the junk, every mistake that I've ever made, everything that I've ever done was it was, a, it was gone because of what he did for me. So it's just an amazing thing. But it starts there. It starts with us knowing what happens the moment we begin to follow and serve Christ. And it's amazing. When we make that choice and that decision, everything begins in the spirit for us. Let that sit. It begins for us in the spirit. It, it is not us beginning this walk in the natural. It is the moment we follow Christ, immediately something happens in the spirit for us. Immediately we make that choice and we make that decision and everything begins to change. And the struggle comes for us now with trying to get the what happened in the spirit to match up with what's going on in the natural. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we, it, is, it becomes a struggle for us. And, and we begin to base our righteousness and, and how good we are by, by what we're able to do and by our performance and by what we're able to put forth. So we, we get into a service and we, we get into the experience of, 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 of salvation and what happens and what goes on. And we make a decision that, that is, everything's going to change for us. The next morning, we're going to get up and we're going to do our devotion before we go to work. How many of you ever made that declaration? Raise your hand. Let's be honest for just a second. Be honest. I'm, I'm going I'm to get up early. I'm going to spend some time. I'm going to pray. I'm going I'm to read my Bible. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to spend time with Jesus. And then next morning, the alarm goes off. And you hit the snooze. But you really cut the alarm off and didn't know it. <laughs> Who's ever done that one? You thought you, and then, and then you, not only did you miss devotion, you was late for work. <laughs> and then you get to work, and the, the boss is writing you up. They're mad at you. They're upset. And you missed out on what you were supposed to do. And then what happens in that moment is for most of us and a lot of us, we identify with the deceiver 
Satan, and when he tells us, you would ne- I told you, you would never get up. I, to- I told you, you weren't going to fast that meal. You was going to fast the meal. Don't raise your hand. Just keep it down. I, I, you was going to fast the meal. And then when there was some stuff sort of in your stomach, there was some noises that began to be made. And then all of a sudden, you, the fasting just went, maybe I should just have just a little something to keep my blood sugar levels. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? We have me use that one. You know, I'm just, if, if, if I don't, if I only just a little something, my blood sugar levels would get out of whack, and I don't, I don't want that to happen, so, so I got to eat just a little bit of something before you know it. I mean, you were just wearing out Big Mac, and number three, hold it. I mean, you were just wearing this thing out. And the moment we do that, we begin to identify then with the deceiver. Because we, we say, well, maybe I don't have what it takes to live this way. Maybe, I, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not who I thought I was. Maybe I'm, I'm not this, this person who can, who can really live this life. I can't live up to this standard. I, I can't do these things. And, and so we do things and we try to fit in somewhere and somehow in some way with some group of people. And I saw this, especially even in, in youth ministry. I see it in, in, in our adult lives. I see this where we try to do things and say things, act certain ways, dress certain ways, do certain things to fit in with some certain group of people. And then we want to call ourselves, we're an original. Well, why, why are you doing this? Sit down, tell me why you're doing these things. Well, this is just, I'm original. And they ain't, I could go to the mall and find 25 more just like you. Just, uh, you could go to the school system and, you can go to, and, and there's, there's many more out there. And all this, all this, and they're just like you. But the thing is, you're trying to find the place where you fit. But what happens is, most people in this situation, the truth be known, they're just hurting. Just hurting people. And they're just, they're just struggling in an area of hurt in their life. And they're trying to reach out with somebody. And this is where the church missed it for so many years. The church wasn't there to reach back. Because of maybe the, cho- the choices they made or the look they may have or the things that may do, we don't say, well, I, mm, you're not dressed this way and you're not this color or that color. You don't, let, me, let me see your bank account. The, you re- no. And what happens a lot of times is the church has missed it. But I believe this today. I believe there's a revival that's breaking forth. And, and I, I believe the Spirit of God is being poured out on spiked hair, no hair, earrings, no rings, tattoos, no t- all these things. I believe the Spirit of God is being poured out because here's the deal. And we learned this two weeks ago. When he looks at us, he doesn't even see today we're male or female. Hold that one for a second. He looks into your heart. He looks into your life, and if you've made the decision to follow him, he looks, and it's like looking in the mirror. He sees himself looking back. But we can't wrap our arms around that because that's very difficult because of what we see going on. And I believe this today. I believe there's an identity crisis and a struggle going on in the body of Christ, and there's some things that are happening in our lives, and we, we, we answer this by, this by doing this. Who will you identify with? The deceiver or with Christ. Now, he said this about, it, about, about the Scripture. He said that, that by one man, we became sinners. 
by what Adam did, and we know that story, that we were all born in sin. But by what Christ did, we were made righteous because of what he did. Again, that happens when we experience him and accept him into our life. But this thing always begins with us on the inside. And I like that. I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that it does begin there for us. And that he says things in the scripture, like the prophet Jeremiah. He said that before I ever formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Wow. Come on, let that set. Before Jeremiah ever came out, before he ever did anything great, before he prophesied to a nation, God knew him. Matter of fact, I believe this way. I think that God needed someone to prophesy to the nation. So he said, let me raise up Jeremiah. And he knew that Jeremiah would be this. And he said, before he ever formed, before he ever came out, before he ever prophesied, before anything ever happened, Jeremiah was known by God. He knew him in the mother's womb, and he formed him and fashioned him and put him there. So before he ever prophesied, he came out. Brother Kerry had an illustration of the day he brought out on a Wednesday night class. He brought out a little baby, and he held up one of our little ones in, in, in our Wednesday night Bible study, and he said that this baby just poops and burps and, and does all these things, but, but we love him anyway. And that's so true. That is so true. But before Jeremiah ever prophesied, he pooped. That's deep revelation, boy. I feel Holy Ghost in that, son. Mm. But just think about it for a second. Just let it settle for a minute. Before he ever spoke the words, he threw up on his mama. And it wasn't the Holy Ghost. He did all these things. Christ knew him. God knew him. And we say, well, that's Jeremiah. That's not for everybody. He just even called him by name. That's not really for everybody, all, all of us. I'm just a normal guy now. I'm just, I just go to college or I, I come and I just work nine to five. I don't do any of these things. I'm really that nobody in, in particular. Now, listen, my boy David wrote some stuff for us. You were talking about the Psalms earlier. He wrote some stuff for us to help us really see this. And if you have a Bible, turn me, if you would, to Psalms chapter 139. Psalms 139. I'm going to share this a lot of word with you today. You okay with that? Y'all good with that? Psalms 139. I'm just going to read it straight out of the book today. Psalm 139. And I love this. When I was reading this the other day, I just, man, it just, it just started, man, it's messing with me. This is, this is awesome. Verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. This is some stuff right here. Listen. He said, for you formed me. Verse 13. For you formed... Mm, in my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. That word covered is the word interwoven. It, it, is, it, is, it is a word knit, like knitted together. It, but before anything else, Christ knew you. God knew you. He formed you. Now, here, So here's the deal. Here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's what we've got to take home from this. We are not an 
accident. We're not a mistake. Well, this is not because our parents got in the back seat and made the mistake. Just be real for a moment. This is not because the accident happened and something went down and, 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 and a bad deal happened in your life and produced this baby or something happened in your life that produced you. That means that today, if you're in this place, God knew you before you ever were. Before you ever popped out, before anything ever happened, before all those things, God knew today that you would be here. I, I, I think that before the foundation of time, before he set the heavens, he knew that this day would come and he would put you in this place and he would put this crazy guy on this stage to tell you that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. And, I, and, and this, this blows me away so much to think about. We struggle and we, and we think we're nothing and we think we can't do anything or be anything or go anywhere or do anything for Christ. But he said this about us. You were wonderfully made and as I read that I used to, I used to think about the word works there and, and when you hear the word works that you kind of want to think about all the mountains and the stars and, and this great creation that he talks about but you if when you think that way and I thought that way you're thinking out of context when you really sit down and look at what he's talking about he's not talking about Mount St. Helen He's not talking about Mount Everest. He's not talking about the Milky Way or the galaxies or any of those things out there. He's not talking about anything but you. Because when you look at it and you study this out and you begin to read this whole time, it was David getting a revelation of who he was in Christ. He was getting a revelation of who God had made him to be. And he said this right here, that you're fearfully. Man. And it's not a, not a oh God, I'm scared, fear. It is a reverence or an awe. It is, it, is, it is God himself taking time and in the reverence and the power of God forming you and fashioning you and making you even in his image. And he said this. He said that you were wonderfully made. Because that truth and because that's a reality, and I don't know, it's maybe because we haven't said it enough or nobody's told you, but what the end result becomes when you don't understand that, insecurity rises up within your heart. We become very insecure people and we struggle. And what happens with our insecurity is this. We, we, try, to, we try to do certain things and, and we try to, to, to make certain things happen. So we'll go over here and, and, and think we're being accepted by this certain group or by this person but because of maybe what they're saying. But if you never understand the fact that He made you and He made you for a relationship with Him, and this always starts first in the Spirit. This always starts first now. The moment that, that you accept your life in Christ, it, 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 everything begins to change, and, and we have to somehow get our minds wrapped around what happens in the Spirit. Jeff, come up here real quick. This is an immediate work. Immediate work. This is, the, this is Father God. Mm. Pastor, let me out real quick if you would. Get his right hand. Jesus Christ. Mm. I don't know that line. I don't know why I put you in this position. I put a... 
I should have found somebody. I should. But the moment you give your life to Christ, bam. Now listen, this is an immediate change that takes place. We view it this way. I hope I don't go nuts on the sound system by walking out here. Sounds pretty good. We do this. We think we come to Christ. Ryan, help me. We come to Christ. We come to this place and we bow before them. And we make this decision to follow Jesus. And we ask him to be the Lord of our life. And this is what's really cool. He's praying to him for you. He is, he is forever making intercession for him. I love that. Right now, Jesus is making intercession and praying for you. He said, Lord, let him hear what he's saying about us. Let them, let them grab this. Let them, let them wrap their mind around what this pastor's telling them today because this is so important. Let them do this. And so he's praying and he's making intercession to him for him. And so he does this. He hears the voice. He receives a call from the Spirit. Remember, it begins for us in the Spirit. And no man can come to the Father unless he be drawn by him. And today the Holy Spirit's drawing some of you in this place even now. And so he's drawn by the Spirit of God. And he comes to this place now and he comes before them. And he has all this junk going on in his life because he was made a sinner. My God. He didn't have to try to be a sinner. He was just made a sinner. Just because of what happened before. He was made that way. And, and so what happens is he spent his life in this sin and, and in this struggle and in this battle. He comes to this place to make the decision to follow them. But because of what he's carried and all the mess that's been brought up to him and all the baggage and all the junk and everything that was behind him, it might have been a heavy load. It might have been a big bag. It might have been a lot of stuff. It don't matter how big it was. It don't, it don't matter how bad it was and how ugly the mistakes were made that got him to this point. The point is this he's here that's it nothing else matters to this point he did all this stuff and maybe all these people in this room could talk about what he did ah, what's he doing up there I know what he did and I can use him today because he knows who he is in Jesus Christ that's why this is he understands this point but these people see what he did and knows what's happening and knows what's done and say, he don't even deserve to be there. Don't matter what you think. It don't matter what he does. And the truth is, he don't because where sin abounded. <laughs> Some grace much more abounded. So he did this. In the Spirit of God, he come to this place, all this mess with him. It is an ugly trail. But he's here. Glad you're here, man. This is what's really awesome. He makes the decision to be a part of this family. And the moment he makes the choice, he doesn't do this. Just a little bit closer. 
That's not what happens. That's what we think happens. Well, it was a good service that day. Praise team was on. Anointing was heavy. Holy Ghost was really moving. He gonna move up to here. Come on, son. Take you one step. Oh, there you. That, that's good enough. Uh, and that's what we think happens. And we think this. We think that if we can continue and we can and we can keep having enough of them good services. And I'm telling you this: we're gonna keep having some good services because Jesus is awesome. He's good. He deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. And where he, his praise and where he's worship, he inhabits. So it means he's here right now and hanging out with us. And that's what's cool. But here's the great part about this. None of that really matters about what's going on right here. We have a hard time understanding that, but none of that really matters. What matters is this, that he come to the place where he made the decision. And when he made the decision, he didn't... Come on, take one more. You really... Oh, man, you read your Bible this morning, didn't you? <laughs> No, come on. The moment he made the choice. The moment he made the decision. He's praying to him about him. His Holy Spirit is being sent out drawing him and he comes here. And he makes the choice. And the moment he made the decision. He said, come up here. <laughs> Come up now. <laughs> and immediately, in that moment, in the Spirit, he became a part of the family of the living God. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. When you understand that, you don't have to be insecure. When, when you understand that, there, there, there doesn't have to be this struggle. When, when, when you understand that you're here and, in the, and you walk into this holy place, now listen, listen. Why hang out there when you can hang out here? That's about 11 or 12 years old. I'm a good friend of mine, and we still friends today, hang out together, hunt together. He called me, and he said, man, he said, T, that's what he's called me, T, man. He said, I got some tickets to the Clemson game. You want to go with us? My dad got them from guy at work, and man, this is awesome stuff. I, somebody said glory, and I said Clemson. I haven't heard to sing that. <laughs> he said, we want you to go with us, man, if you can go. And I asked my parents, they're like, yeah, man, I got the thumbs up. I had permission. I could go. And, man, this was what was awesome. I'd been to a Clemson game before. I'd experienced that. And that's pretty insane, dude, to be in a place like that. And that's how I'm praying that the church will become so full and so packed and, and so loud and so crazy that all the stuff that's going on on the field never really even matters. They can't even hear the calls and the plays going on because of all that's going on, all the roars that are happening and all the praise that is going on because of what did happen on the field when Jesus gave his life for us. That's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm looking for. And I've been to those games before, but I went to this game and it was different 
because he said, man, he said, we got box seats. <laughs> Dude, I tell you, man, I bowed them up. I bowed my shoulders back. Box seats. I don't know if, been, if they still do this. I only, got, I only got to go one time. But, but I went into this place, and they gave us a special badge. Don't ever give a 12-year-old special badge. <laughs> I didn't care if it was 40, 50, security guard, whatever. You know, you, I got this. It don't matter. But I had my badge. And this was what was awesome. We went to the game, man, and we went through. We had to walk past all the stuff, and, and, you, and I even kind of walked out. I remember walking out, looking out over Death Valley and all the orange and all the sea of, of craziness that was going on or whatever, and all this chaos, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I did this. I turned, and we went, and we walked up this, this ramp, got on this elevator, rode up this, this, this elevator, and we got off, and, man, we went into this box, when I went in this box, I don't know if all of them did this or this was a serious box. But when we walked into that box that day, I walked out, and man, I'm telling you, it, everything that you could think of food-wise was laid out on this buffet. Mm. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Chicken fingers, son. Honey mustard. Barbecue. I mean, just everything. Somebody like, oh, I wish Pastor hurry up. I'm hungry. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We ain't got my main scripture yet, Tim. I'm sorry. But I walked out, man, and we went in this place, and this big glass was laid out, and they was out there sweating. I was like, dude, I kind of got a little chill in here. It's a little cool. <laughs> Whoo, man. Y'all got a jacket? It's a little cool. Sweat dropping off everybody. They had to eating this stuff. <laughs> and I'm in there in the box, man. Air conditioned. TVs. Color. Yeah, we had color back then when I was 12, in case y'all was wondering. Color. TVs. Hanging. Not plasmas, but color TV. Hanging. And man, we could sit there and we could listen to the commentary. We're, hey, hey, shh, shut it. <laughs> take care of that. That's my daughter. Speak it out, church. That's out of order. <laughs> Go to Corinthians. Pastor Harry, take her out. <laughs> Women should be silent in the street. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> she should be, yes. <laughs> Is that recorded? Can you take care of that? <laughs> but man, that day, I'm telling you, it, I'm... I had never, I just had never, I mean, I come up in a family, we didn't do stuff like that. I mean, it just, we just didn't. It just didn't go places much. Four kids, one salary in the meal, just didn't, wasn't going to happen. But man, that day, I got to go hang out. And these people in that box, man, they, they were very nice, they were dressed up, all this kind of stuff. And they, were, they were eating, they were drinking, they were watching all this kind of stuff, man. And I sat there and I looked out that window. And my boy beside me, we looked at that man and we, we had this handshake. It was long, so I can't do it by myself. But we did it. And we did all that stuff, man. And we looked, and I remember this. This is how you watch a Clemson game. 
this is right here. This is the way you watch a game. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest. If somebody got me tickets, I'd probably go or whatever's today to just a regular part of the game. But honestly, I could care less about going and sitting out in those bleachers and sweating. <laughs> if it's UFC fight, maybe. But watch football, I'm, I said, so, so, okay, it's a different story. Is that true? But I, I just, it, don't, it doesn't appeal to me that much. And this is why. Because if I'm down here and I look out and all this junk's going on, all this sweating, all this mess trying to do this and try, I know and I'm no longer happy there because I've been up there. And some of you are doing this today. Some of you are you're, you're, you're looking and you're living this life and you're looking at the others up in the box and you say, man, I wish I could live like that. I wish I could could do that. I mean, I wish I, mean, I, wish I could, could live my life that way. I wish I could do these things or whatever. Here's the deal. I didn't earn any of, of those things to get a ticket. Just got a call. Just got a call. How could you come? You'd be called by the Spirit of God and drawn to Him. And here's the deal. I answered the call. Not a cell phone, kids. Didn't have those. It was this big phone, dude. It was like, you know, with a cord that got plugs into the wall. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that. It actually goes into the wall. You can talk on it. I answered that thing. And he said, man, he said, do you want to go? I said, man, yeah, I want to go. And that day I made the decision. I made the choice. And I went up into a place. And once I've experienced that, I never want to go back there again. And so here becomes the question. I don't know if we've never experienced this place. And that's the reason we stay there. I don't know. That becomes our choice. I don't know because we think we have to stay in that place. I, I don't, I, maybe it's because if, if I can do something, then maybe I can come up halfway. At least I can maybe get up where the box is. I just want to look in the window and just drink. Nah. He's saying this to you today. Come up here. Come up now. And he wants to take you into and bring you into a place in Christ. And, and, and he puts you in his box. And here's what's so awesome. And I, and I don't think this is just for heaven, but he talks about the table that's prepared for us. I believe on this earth, God has provision and has prepared a place for us to live. He's prepared a place for us to walk. He's prepared a place that we can abide in him. And, and we sung the song, there is no other place I would rather be than in that secret, most holy place in the throne room of God. And here Here's the deal. I don't ever want to go back there. And what's awesome is, and what's really great about the story is this. I don't have to. Don't have to. Stay with me if you would, please. Did he make it to 1 Kings? Bay is for just a moment, if you would, please. Just, just for a second. Grab this picture today in your mind. If you are a believer in Christ, if you are a Christian, I want you to try to do this. This is, this is difficult. 
But I want you to try to imagine all the stuff that you brought up to that place. Gone. I want you to just for a moment, if you can, somehow wrap your mind around this. All the things that brought you to that place, all the, all the chaos and all those things, all the struggles, all the mess, all the mistakes, everything that happened. Because this is the reality. If you are in Christ, it didn't matter where sin abounded. Grace much more abounded. <laughs> it didn't matter what all you brought to Him. It didn't matter all the mistakes that went on to get you there. If you're at that place today and you're in Christ, I want you to somehow just get a picture that we presented on this stage today. You have a box seat. You're in the presence of God. You can live in that most holy place. You can dwell there. You have a right to be there. <laughs> Man, dude, you don't know. Don't matter. God, show us a picture of that today. And this is what's really great about the box seat. The atmosphere could have shifted outside. The sweat and all that kind of junk. It could have rained. It could have become a big storm could have happened. All this stuff could have went on. Everything could have went crazy outside. A riot could have took place. Game cost one. Clemson got mad. Storm the field. Chaos erupts. Here's the truth. In the box... None of that matters. He keeps you from it. Today, I, I believe in this place today, if you are a believer, if, you, if, if you're a believer, you have to grab this concept. And now today for you, if you're here, if you're an unbeliever, you're not in a relationship with Christ today, please hear this. Please hear me. <laughs> All the stuff All the mess. All the mistakes you made that you brought into this place today. Just like when Ryan came up to this place. This big trail that, 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 was, that was surrounded him. The weight that he carried. The moment he made the decision and the choice to follow Jesus. He said all things passed away. Behold, I'm making all things new in your life. Now, I understand that we deal with things in the mind and we, we, we go through stuff. I, 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 we, can, we work through those things. This is a church that loves you and will help you work through any of that kind of stuff. But you have to see this today. If you're in this place and He's brought you here to this moment, the moment you come to this place and you make the decision to follow Jesus, it's come. And I love about this is what I love about grace. 31 years now, I guess I could say, I've been trying to live for him. 
you make the choice, and you're as saved as I am today. Pastor, you preach to church, you do all these things, and, and you, and you, no, no. The same Jesus, the same one who came in me and brought me to this place, is the same Jesus who wants to bring you and set you in the same place. And you're part of the same family. And you can get the same Holy Ghost I got, the same Jesus living in you, the same Spirit, it's the same one. It ain't no little mini version of Jesus, no mini version of the Holy Spirit. The moment it happens, you make the choice, all these things, He comes into your life. And today with heads bows, I'm going to ask the question to you today. For some of you, you're here and you're, you're struggling because of the baggage, because of the stuff, because of the things that are going on. And you're already a believer. You're already a part of the family of God, but you're struggling in that area. Today, God wants to set you free from that. I believe He sends words like this and speaks directly to your situation for healing in those areas. And today, I believe there's going to be some healings happen in this room, in this area. For some of you here today, you're in this place and, and you've never made the decision to follow Christ. And, and, and your baggage may be big, it may be small. You may not have done many things that are, that are really what we want to call a bad deal. But here's the deal. If you never made the choice to come up here, it doesn't matter how much baggage there is. You don't go to heaven unless you come to the Son, Jesus Christ. But if you're here today, and you'll be honest and be real. And I can promise you this. This is a church that will wrap their arms around you and love you. Won't judge you, but it will talk to you about a, about a man named Jesus. And it will pray with you. And if you'll be honest and you'll be real, and you'll say, Pastor, I'm here today. And I'm struggling with the baggage. I'm struggling in these areas. I'm struggling with these things. I don't feel like I'm a part of the family of God. Now listen, whether you've made the choice or whether you haven't made the choice to, 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 to follow Him, I want you to do this. If you're saying I'm struggling in this area of my life with who I am in Him, I want you to do this when I say three. I want you to shoot your hand up as high as you can get it. Don't just scratch your ear. I want you to throw it up in the air. If you're struggling in this area, I want to pray with you. I want to believe with you. And today God's going to do something in you. One, I, I want you to don't hold it down. Two, if there's any struggle in any area of your life, any way with who you are in Him, I want you to raise it up. Three, I want you to shoot it up high as you can get it. Shoot it up high as you can get it. High as you can get it. Thank you. High as you can get it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. See that? Amen. Somebody today, this is the struggle, it's the insecurity, it's the issue that you can't do these things. I didn't get to get into this, the text that I was wanting to get into. But listen, through Him, man, there's no limits to what God can do in your life. If there's a struggle, if you're not doing this, I, I'm going to ask this question this way. If you're not doing what He's asked of you or called you to do, I want you to lift your hand up real quick because you've got to get free from whatever He's holding you back. Raise it up. Thank you. Who else? Thank you. Who else? Who else? Amen. As Gary plays this, I want you to do this. If you raise your hand for any reason, I want you to come and I want you to just begin to stand right here in front of this altar. We're getting ready to pray with you. If you raise it up for any reason, and as they come, I want you to put your hands together and let these guys know that you're so proud of the decision they're making today to come down and talk to Christ. Come on down. Come on down. If you raise your hand, come on down. There's way more. Come on. Come on. 
Can you raise your hand for any of these reasons? Come on, if you raise your hand for any of these reasons, come down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You can kneel. You can stand. Hallelujah. Amen. I want some leaders and some prayer warriors to come behind them right now. I want you to come and get with them right now. Uh. Hallelujah. Amen. Guys, ask them what they need. Pray for them. You know what to do. You know what to do. You know how this works. Thank you, Father. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. You're not, if you're part of the worship team and you're not praying with somebody at the moment, I want you to come on up here if you will. Come up to the stage if you would. <laughs> As they sing this, God's going to take you to this place. and I'm telling you, He's getting ready to take you to this place. And I'm praying for a love relationship to start today. And if you're here and you need special prayer for anything, you can come join us in this altar. We want to pray with you if, it's you if you're here and you need special prayer for any reason. 